It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome back to Officially Unofficial, presented by Blue Wire Podcast. I'm your host, the former face of junior college baseball, the fall American, Johnny Junta. And we are now joined by a special guest. He is the 12th ranked prospect for the Chicago White Sox. Is that good? And former Maryland star, Sean Burke. How are you, brother? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. And I mentioned Maryland here, and I got a gripe to pick. Maybe you can kind of be like the mediator in the situation with this. Um, so Maryland mm-hmm. basketball was pumping our tires. They were retweeting our stuff. They loved us. Uh, mm-hmm. they actually, I'm pretty sure they offered to send us stuff, like send me stuff because mm-hmm. I, I told them it's very easy for me to be bought. I'll just kick Michigan to the curb if they send me a hoodie <laughs> or something along those lines. Next thing uh, I know, I'm looking at my Twitter and I'm like, I'm down a couple. Fo- I'm down a follower here, which happens. And mm-hmm. I specifically search Maryland baseball because I had a, was a little bit iffy on them. Unfollowed by Maryland baseball. We were DMing. Wow. We were boys. No idea what was happening. And I made it clear. I said I could be bought. And they didn't want to buy. I don't know what's going on there. Maybe you could be the mediator. But as of right now, they are dead to me. Now, I'm just going to be completely honest. They're dead to me. When was this? Was this recently? This was when I had Kevin Smith on, one of my good buddies. Uh, okay. Last, I think it was like around my birthday of last year. So May 2021. Yeah, so they're dead okay. to me right now. I mean, I'm just going to be completely <laughs> honest. Maryland baseball, you got – I mean, it's going to have to be two hoodies now. Like it was one earlier – now it's going to have to be two. No excuses. Maybe you could be the, you're going to have to be the media. I'm going to be honest. You're going to have to be uh, the media. I will say, I will say, I know we got a new media guy this, at the end of this year to, into this upcoming year now. So I'm not sure if that's an issue, but that could potentially be the reason why. I'm well, it sure. happened. It happened in like the summer. So I, I know it was this one okay. guy. We were like talking over, like he was DMing me and stuff, like talking about the episode with Kevin. So I don't know what's uh, going on with this guy, but Maryland baseball, I mean, you were leading the race. All you had to do was just send a hoodie. You're retweeting our stuff. Next thing you know, it's just it's just game over for us. So that's I'm just gonna, I'm gonna have to say something to the guys you're back, gonna, back in I mean, Maryland. Maybe just do be better. Like I'm gonna I wanna clip that. You just say be better at Maryland baseball. Yeah. But uh I I, I want to talk about the Big Ten because obviously I'm a Michigan fan for football. Mm-hmm. My alliance is for baseball. I'm a free agent. Uh because mm-hmm. no one has sent me a hoodie. So that's what I'm saying. Maryland, figure <laughs> it out. Um yeah, like who was one team in the Big Ten that Maryland rivals with? Like, is it Purdue? Who is it? Mm-hmm. I think we got a couple, honestly. You know, I think individually our team in the past couple of years has a little, had a little bit of a rivalry with Indiana. Yes. Um, I hadn't been as much of a part of that just because it was kind of started, I guess, a year or two before I got there. And then, you know, my freshman year I was hurt, so I didn't play. So I wasn't really able to be a part of that. Uh, but then this past year we were able to – we were able to take two or three of them and, and kind of end their season for them, which was a sweet taste. So, um, yeah, I'd say Indiana is definitely one. You know, Michigan, we always kind of, you know, circle on our schedule. Uh, Penn State, you know, some of those teams like that. Uh, I'd say those are probably the biggest three. That's been – because, you know, what's crazy. So, we had Matt Lit- Litwicky. I don't know if you know who that is. We had him on the show. Mm-hmm. He used to play for Indiana. He said the exact okay. same thing. He said, like, you guys uh-huh. hate – like, <laughs> you, you both hated each other. Not you uh-huh. specifically, but just the teams hated each other. The teams, is, yeah. Is Indiana, like, the bad boys of the Big Ten? Because that's what he said. He said, like, everyone just hated the style that they play. Like, they kind of play a little scummy small ball mm-hmm. every once in a while or just showboat, all that kind of stuff. But is were they, like, kind of mm-hmm. like the scumbags of the Big Ten? Um, I don't know if I'd call them the scumbags of the Big Ten. I know that the years prior, we, I think Maryland kind of plays a similar style of baseball to Indiana, like the kind of that, you know, that rough in your face, you know, it's not going to be pretty, but we're going to get it done type style of baseball. And, you know, those two kind of clash together a little bit, which, which is part of the rivalry. Uh, but I mean, the years, I only played them once actually now that because COVID ended the season that, that my sophomore year. And then, you know, I was able to pitch against them last, this past spring, my junior year. And they were, they were a bit of a different team. I'd say they were pretty pitching heavy. So they were kind of like, you know, if you're our dog, we're just going to go get after you at the mound and we're just going to kill you on defense. 
Um, and obviously it worked out pretty well for them. They had a good year, but I mean, um, it's hard to say for me, not knowing, not coming from that kind of like where it started, I guess so. But um, I think our teams, our programs are very similar from did how you, we run them. Did you ever face another friend of the show? I'm going to be name dropping a little bit here. Jeff mm-hmm. Criswell. Did you face Criswell? I, I did not personally face him. He was, we played against him. He faced us. Cause I know that, that was when they made the world series was yeah, the year yeah, you guys kind of clock. Cause you, you probably crossed past your freshman year, mm-hmm. I believe, or sophomore. It was one yes, of those two. Yeah. My, so I believe he was a 2020 draft guy, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we would have played him. I would have pitched against my sophomore year, but COVID ended that. So freshman year, I didn't play, but I did see him pitch. Um, and he, he kind of shoved it against us. We had a, <laughs> we had a, we had a pretty brutal week against Michigan that year at home. I remember that weekend. It was, it wasn't pretty, but yeah, he's, yeah. A, he's a good, he's a, he's a stud. Michigan's a wagon, man. Like, obviously, like yeah. I said, I don't have any alliances. I could be saying this about Maryland in like two weeks if they mm-hmm. figure it out, but Michigan is a wagon. <laughs> I will say that like that baseball team is nasty. And yeah. with Maryland and I mentioned Kevin Smith, I'm very close with him. And I just want to mm-hmm. get your perspective because you're now an alumni, just like he is. Was Kevin yep. Smith in that team that he was on with just absolute freaks of nature? Are they looked upon as mm-hmm. like Maryland legends? Like Kevin, 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 yeah. Ferg, like Kevin, Kevin is one of those guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, De- yeah, definitely. I think that's, you know, you, you always talk about teams as a coach, you know, you go back and look and say, you know, this team had this, this team had that. And, you know, coach Vaughn had made some references to that team at twenty. 15, I guess it was yeah. that, that year. They were really, really good. Um, and 2014, I guess too, but he, he talks about that 2015 team a lot. Um, cause you know, you got guys like Brandon Lau was on that team. Kevin Smith was on that team. Lamont Wade was on that team. Just an you know, insane Mike Swarm team. was on it. Just, yeah, just an insane, <laughs> you know, tons of big leaguers on that team. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd say they're, they're cemented pretty well in the Maryland baseball history books. And, and let's go back into your, because you're, you're from Massachusetts on a scale yeah. of one to 10, how much of a mass hole are you? Because we had Matt Tabor on and Matt Tabor's kind of a mass yeah. hole. He doesn't have the uh-huh. accent, Matt. I mean, but he's, he has uh, the... he's been Westernized. He's, yeah, he's, he's, yeah. he's West coast now. He's, he's like, a, he's like, I'll walk around kid. and fucking, I'll walk around and fucking bare feet and go hiking. Like he's yeah. not, he's not a mass hole anymore, uh-huh. but where do you classify yeah. yourself as a mat? Like, are you a mass hole still? Like you still stay your roots? I, I, I'm, I'm closer than what Tabor is to his roots, <laughs> I'd say. Um, I mean, I've been gone for the past, really. I live in Nashville now. I'm down, I'm down here. With, training yeah, here with Barry training. and all those guys, Barry Barton. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah so um, I've been down here for about a month now. But, um, yeah, I'd say I'd say on the scale like 1 to 10, and of the mass full scale, I'm probably like a 6 or 7. <laughs> That's an incredible rate. Like, are you still <laughs> are you still focusing on, like – I don't know if you're a hockey guy, like a Boston Bruins mm-hmm. guy, a Celtics guy, a Patriots guy, mm-hmm. just sticking to your roots. Like that's where you are. So I was growing up. I wasn't a huge hockey guy. Like I was, I was familiar with him. I'd watch the games every once in a while, but like, I wasn't, you know, a diehard Bruins fan. Yeah. Um, I grew up playing basketball too. I played basketball through high school. So, you know, in Oh, what was it, like Oh six, Oh seven, Oh eight, Oh nine, kind of that stretch of the Celtics were pretty good. I was a big Celtics fan. Um, but now I just kind of, I've gotten away from the NBA a little bit. So Patriots are my team, yeah, but that's, I'm a diehard Patriots fan. Mac, love, I'll be like honest Tom with Brady. you. Yeah. Tom, well, Mac Jones yeah, isn't that that's guy. My team. Mac Jones is not that guy. You don't guy. think so? He's trash. I think he's a guy. Dude. I think we just need more pieces. I think we need more know. pieces. I don't know. I, mean, I think he's trash. Our, our receivers were bad this year. We didn't really have a, a set run game when Harris was in and out. So, I mean. I think we get a few more pieces on offense. We'll be all right. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I'm definitely excited for mm-hmm. it. But so when you were growing up, were you a Red Sox fan? Were you a big Red Sox guy? Yeah. Yeah, huge Red Sox fan. Mm-hmm. Like, because I saw so, pictures of you in high school, you like playing at Fenway and shit. Like when you were there, was yeah. it just like as close to like, you couldn't believe where the fuck you were when you were like playing uh, on Fen- at Fenway? I think like stepping onto the field for the first time and I was, you know, wearing cleats and a uniform and everything. You're like, wow, like I'm really, I'm, I'm really in Fenway right now. And then once you kind of get into the game, it settles down a little bit where it's just baseball at that point. But yeah, once going onto the field and then you know, once you come off and you're chilling in the dugout, kind of just looking around, it's, it's pretty surreal the, for the first time. It was nice. I liked it a lot. That's just so electric. I'm, I'm obsessed. Mm-hmm. So obviously I'm from Toronto. So like, I, like okay. we're kind of, we kind of like are the same people to be honest, like just like yeah. the way we were raised and the way we grew up. But, um, uh-huh. so you, you, you left Boston. You're like, you just said, fuck the snow. Like you're like, you're done with yeah, that shit. I was, I wanted to get out of the cold. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I wanted to go to a, for Maryland at least, I wanted to go to a school that was like, you know, I, I, I love where I'm from. Uh, you know, I got a lot of friends, family, everything. You know, I have close ties to where I'm from. So I wanted to go to a place that was a little bit further away, but not crazy yeah. far to the point where it was going to be kind of a, a hassle to get back home and see all my friends and everything. So uh, Maryland kind of fit the, fit the bill for me right there with, you know, it's an hour plane ride far enough south if you want to call it that that it's not as brutal as new england winters and springs so it was a good fit i I respect that and i respect the hell out Mm -hmm. of your agency too like if your agency Mm -hmm. just one of the biggest power moves of all time and shout out my guy barry bartlett just an absolute legend you guys just have this exclusive training facility in nashville so you kind of just force all of the players in the agency to just live there in the, in the off season, which is such a power <laughs> move to do like every single guy, like Kevin actually just bought a house and you have yeah, obviously yeah, like other, with him down here. you have like other friends of the show, like Brent Rooker, like Brent Rooker, you have Jake Berger, mm-hmm. like just all you guys train together. Yeah. So where do you uh-huh. stack up going up against these guys? Like, do you guys do live ABs or like, what's the deal with that? So we haven't done any yet. I'm not sure if that's going to change or not, just because we've got a lot of 40 man guys, big league guys here that are, you know, just kind of waiting on the call for the lockout. So, you know, the hitters have been doing live AB stuff off the machine. Um, just as we got that machine with the iPad, we kind of pick, you know, you, you basically line up the pitching machine to uh, resemble a pitcher. So we've been doing like Daniel Lynch for the Royals. He's one of our guys too. And that's who I've kind of been playing catch with training with over the past few weeks. And I think the other day they, they threw the iPad on and it was basically like a Daniel Lynch similar kind of pitches release point stuff like that so the hitters have been doing some of that stuff but we haven't um actually pitched against them yet so how i don't know if that might come in the future or so but yeah that's actually so sick but how embarrassing would it be if daniel lynch is there watching the live ab's and it's he like, was he it's, was i know but he what, no, he, hear me out but it's like <laughs> it's him on the mound they're mimicking him on the mound and he's just uh-huh. getting absolutely shelled and he has nothing to do about it because <laughs> it's a computer throw dude like that is one of the most like just take away your manhood type of thing to yeah, watch like no, a computer sure. version of you get shelled like that's uh-huh. the most embarrassing thing ever yeah, no, it was funny too because the way the facility is set up is like we you walk in the door and then there, you got the weight room and the training recovery area kind of in the middle. And then on each side, you got the the hitters kind of cage hitting area and then the pitchers uh, throwing tunnel and mounds. Everything's on the other side. So like when you walk in and you go to the pitcher's side, you can't really see the um, hitter side because there's a wall and then the weight room and then like another wall kind of separates that. So they the haters all came over and were like, yeah, we got a uh, we're facing Lynch today on the machine. And then <laughs> you know, I think they started hitting, you know, 10, 15 minutes later and, and Lynch was coming over doing some recovery stuff. And you know, like he heard a few barrels and he goes, geez, I don't know if that's going well over there, kind of joking around. But oh, um, dude. he's a stud though, man. Like he's dude, he's, he's got so good, good stuff. He throws hard. So dude, I saw and him live they're and they're hitting him there. Yeah, I saw him live in Toronto actually, and uh, he is—he's like he's disgusting. And to be Mm -hmm. honest, like I I could be wrong on this, but I think I bet the Jays that day, like because I I didn't know who Uh was on the mound, and I'm pretty sure he just shoved it up my hoop. Like he just embarrassed (laughs) me. He's disgusting. And dude, the Royals actually like he like he's a young starting pitcher that's just going to be like Mm -hmm. he's going to be in the show for such a long period of time. Like yeah, he's he's gross, but. Who's a couple other guys in your agency that you guys like train with or you kind of get to learn from and all that? Like any any like MLB vets vets mm-hmm. or is it just like all young guys right now? Um, so I right now at the facility it's, it's mostly young guys. Uh, I know Justin Grimm, guy won a World Series with the Cubs. He's he's in the facility right now, so he's he's kind of the older pitcher that's that's there right now. So I've been around him. He's it's been fun. He's a good guy. He's he's funny. He uh he takes his work seriously, but he, he jokes around. And he's a good dude. So. It's been good being around him and Lynch, both of them, pretty much. I guess guys like you know Bryce Jarvis, who was the D-backs first rounder a year or two ago, he was in earlier. Uh, he went out to Arizona already for a mini camp, and then Landon Knack for the Dodgers was in. He same thing went out early. So it's been a lot of younger guys. I think the agency overall is a lot of younger guys that you know you'll see in the next five, ten years or so. You'll be like, wow, this this place has a lot of studs and it's all these younger guys kind of coming up through the ranks right now and going back to maryland there's two things the one thing is mm-hmm. is what 
being a starting pitcher or being a pitcher in general, what jersey mm-hmm. did you feel most comfortable rocking? Like, was it the black one for you, the white uh, one, the red? Because there's like it's like a full yeah. arsenal of jerseys that they have. The for me, the yeah. black one's the most fire. Mm-hmm. So I like the black one a lot. I first pitched in my sophomore year. I had a terrible preseason, terrible. I couldn't get anybody out in the preseason. So I got yeah. bumped back to the Sunday guy. Um, and Sunday we wear reds, like the, the Tiger Woods Sunday reds. Yeah. So we wear the uniform, <laughs> like black hat, red jersey, uh, white pants with like the black piping on the side. So I liked, and I had a really good year. That I mean, granted, it was like four or five games that I started, but um, I threw really well that whole shortened season. And then I went to, I think we wore. Yeah, opening day we wore reds. I threw pretty well, but we lost. So then the next day we wore whites. The next that next Friday, and then we won the whites. So I had stuck to the whites for a little bit, and then we went. We were as a team kind of struggling a little bit, so we went changed the blacks, and then we kind of rode out the blacks for a little bit. So I'd say the black, the black ones are probably my favorite, followed by the red ones. The red ones got the nice pants though. We have like the, the red ones are fire. The, the you know what? I'm, a, I'm yeah. looking at them right now. They are absolutely uh, fire. Holy shit! Yeah, I think the black and red are probably my favorites. We had my, I guess we had my sock. We had them all three years, but we didn't really wear them. We didn't we didn't wear them at all. I think my my junior year, but we had these kind of gross yellow ones that we wore. Yes, on Sundays my freshman year, and I was I, as soon as for the next year went by, we we're like, oh, we're not we're not wearing. <laughs> <laughs> dude and another thing the second thing i want to bring up with maryland is is mm-hmm. just obviously you have that kind of not not like a marcus stroman kind of persona on the mound but you have that cocky attitude mm-hmm. on the mound and there's a specific video of you that i'm seeing here it's, it's <laughs> there's a song playing over at little baby how which is an absolute yeah. banger by the way and mm-hmm. you are absolutely staring into the fucking jugular yeah. of this hitter how like uh-huh. and you could be honest with me here have hitters like look back at you and be like, dude, what the fuck are you looking at? Like, have you got tripped a couple <laughs> times here, or what's the deal with that? Uh, not to my knowledge. I mean, guys might have said something behind their back. Um, that video, that game was Indiana, actually. Yeah. That from that clip. Um, that was my last last start of the season at home. Um, I mean, that point too. You know, we had beat them. Our game Friday got canceled, so we had a doubleheader Saturday. Um, I threw the second game that day. We had won the first game on a walk-off walk, I think it was. We won the first game on a walk-off walk, and I was in the weight room at the time, you know, warming up and getting ready for the second game. Yeah. And I saw our weight room's kind of in left field, so I saw out the weight room that, you know, I watched the play happen basically, and then went, you know, back to kind of doing what I was doing warming up. And apparently there was a little bit of a altercation after the game because <laughs> we were celebrating kind of in front of their dugout, and there was altercations. So then they told me that. And then that, that game was to win the series, too, and we had been like, really hot at that point. So I was just kind of really into that game, and I was shoving through you know, like six, seven innings at that point. And then, you know, I was feeling it there. And so I gave him a little something back after the strikeout. That's but so electric. I, I haven't gotten really any confrontation back, I guess. I mean, it's hard to also when, like, we were killing them at that point, too. Yeah. So there was nothing really for them to, to say. But, yeah, no, I, I mean, I like to pitch with confidence. I like to think – like providing that energy makes the game a little more fun to play a little more fun to watch so it's all part of the job and obviously like i said i mean you were a dog Mm -hmm. in college and maybe we're going to be looking upon maybe a jersey retirement here if maryland figures it out they figured out with me and you (laughs) but so when you were there like did you kind of realize you'd be a pretty high draft pick like a third rounder even though you didn't play your freshman year like because obviously mm-hmm. getting Tommy John your freshman year, it's like that sets you back a shit ton. Like you're a year behind pretty much everyone. Like yeah. everyone all everyone has all these stats their freshman year. They kind of get mm-hmm. like the coaches know where they're at with these guys. So did you mm-hmm. realize like you were going to get drafted in the third round? Because like, that's so high, especially for a guy that played like a year and a month pretty much with COVID. Yeah. So like was mm-hmm. that was that a realistic thing for you or like what, what was the deal with that? Yeah. So I think it pretty much started for me in high school. Um, high school, I was starting to get some of that attention and, you know, had a really good junior summer, like kind of into that senior year where a lot of that attention pretty much starts. And in my senior year, I had an all right senior year, I ended up getting hurt, um, didn't get drafted. I think either way, if I didn't get hurt, I was going to end up going to college. I knew that I had to get better and I knew I had to develop a little bit more before I was ready to, you know, compete at the highest level because my whole thing was my goal is to be a big leaguer my goal is not to just get drafted or yeah. you know play pro ball like my goal is to be a big leaguer and be a big leaguer for a long time um so going to college pretty much for me helped out the fact that gave me some extra time to develop and you know work on some things i needed to work on and 
I always had that, you know, I was confident in myself and I knew that I had the ability to, to go high and it was just going to take some work and some corrective, you know, exercise, corrective drills to work some kinks out in the delivery and, you know, add in some different pitches like that. So, you know, that was something always on my, not like on the front of my mind, but in the back of my mind, kind of knowing that you know, I was just chasing the potential, chasing future me that I had in my head that, yeah. you know, in five, 10 years on the road, wherever it may be at that point. I was thinking like, this is the picture I can be and I know I can be. And it's just, you know, working every day to get to that point. So for me, it was, I always knew I had the ability to go high in the draft and, and be a good pitcher. It was just about making it happen. And you can be honest with me here because we've had guys that did this. Did you have like a mm-hmm. draft party on your, on like the first round day and you and everyone was there is like, what, no. what's going on here? You didn't, I respect no, that. I, that's a, that's, I see, that's know, how I know you're smart. Day. So, yeah, so I was kind of going the back month and a half or so of the season was kind of weird for me because I was kind of early in the season. I had a lot of traction, was trending up, and then I was dealing with some arm issues pretty much like three quarters of the way through the season or so, uh, which set me back a little bit. I missed I missed one – or I came out of the pen one start, and then one start I just went three innings or so yeah. um, and was able to pull it back and close up the street season strong. But that kind of hindered a little bit of the – like trending upward draft stock I had at that point and you know I had talks with my agent and teams and stuff like that and so we knew we knew kind of the range I was going in and you know the the, the, the round one I think was Sunday night I want to say um so we I had talked to my agent you know that sat, Friday Saturday Sunday morning and he was pretty much saying it was going to be the White Sox or the White Sox were heavily interested in me and it was probably going to be around two or three uh, so I just kind of watched the the draft of my family that first night. Uh, a couple of my buddies went. Henry Davis, I'm good friends with, so obviously for see him go number one was was cool. And then brag, ever, Brian, heard of him? ever heard of Henry Davis? Uh, that guy's a <laughs> for, that guy's a freak. That guy oh yeah, is yeah. disgusting. He's great. I, I play with him. I played with him for a little bit in high school. He's a he's a cool dude too. He's awesome. You guys were on the um, same high school team or travel like travel team? We we played like a showcase, like the area code stuff and East Coast Pro that stuff in high school. Um, some like the scout teams, the game in Fenway, like stuff like that. We played yeah. together. Um, and then Ryan Cusick, the guy from the he got drafted by the Braves in the first round. He was he went to Wake Forest. He was from up by me. He's, we worked out together since we were probably like fourteen or so up at Cressy Sports Performance in Mass. So. You know, he's another guy, so I get to go pretty high, which is cool for me. Those mass holes, man. Just, I mean, all, like, <laughs> it, it's incredible. And, and and the thing is, what that is, is, like, mm-hmm. it, when you think of, like, base, like dominant baseball powerhouse, like, areas and stuff like that, Boston's mm-hmm. or Massachusetts never really talked about. Yeah. But like you said, I mean, you have all these guys going first round, all, and yeah. especially, like, these Especially this. Let me throw a light on here. It's kind of getting dark on this. There we go. Um but yeah, I think this my grade especially. Like we had, I mean, we had this another kid, Mike Vassell, in high school who was a a stud, like going to be a first rounder in high school. I ended up going to Virginia. Um, kind of had a little bit of like some arm stuff. Like went through some struggles as freshman year. Still got drafted this year. Um, I talked to him pretty regular too. He he's going to be a stud. So, you know, and then we had, I guess, the Northeast in general. Like we got. You know, Dom Keegan's from Massachusetts. He's Vandy's starting catcher, first baseman. Yeah. Um, Steven Hadger, Michigan guy for you. He went yeah. second round this year to the Twins. Um, Cusick, obviously. We had Cody Morissette's from New Hampshire, but another Northeast guy. He went to the Marlins in the second round. South Freelick That's was a Massachusetts true. guy. Just So I think, like, my grade in general in the Northeast had a ton of studs. And we, in high school, too, we – we had a good, like, I, I never played for Northeast baseball, but a lot of the guys I played in the area code and East Coast Pro stuff, like the game at Fenway with, were Northeast baseball guys. And like, they had a really good team. So, you know, even guys that got drafted out of high school, like Grant Levine was a first rounder with the Rockies and migrated out of high school. Hudson Haskin was a migrated out of high school. Uh, draft eligible sophomore was the second rounder in the Orioles. I mean, we had a ton of guys up in the Northeast that were really, really good in my grade. So, I yeah. think that's a trend that's going to keep going as you see guys get more, you know, serious about training. You see there's a lot of great coaches, a lot of great facilities up there to, to benefit from. So I think that's going to continue being a trend. 
it was probably you fuckers that were embarrassing me in Cooperstown when I was in, like 12 years old, just absolutely <laughs> yeah. beating me by like a thousand. Like, <laughs> I mean, that is just, I mean, th- those names are just absolutely insane. That like not kind of mm-hmm. all like in the, in the same age range is crazy yeah. to me. And mm-hmm. when you're at Maryland and I, I don't know if I asked this to Kevin, but who's a couple like SEC schools that you guys played or ACC are these like big time schools mm-hmm. that went on to the world series and stuff like that. Um, from, I personally didn't really play any of these, I mean, Michigan, I guess my freshman year, but I didn't personally yeah. play against them. COVID year we played our out of conference was college of Charleston, Rhode Island, Bryant and coastal Carolina. So nothing yeah. like nobody crazy there. And then we only played conference in the big 10, my junior year. So, I mean, we played, I'm trying to think of my freshman year, who else we had out of conference. I'm trying like, Louisiana Lafayette, we play. We were supposed to play TCU the the week Damn. that the world shut down and yeah. COVID. Um, so that was, I was looking forward to that, but yeah, I mean, I we didn't play anybody. I mean, obviously until we played East Carolina last year, they're a good team, but we didn't really play too many SEC ACC teams that were kind of at the top of the ranks. So we were supposed to we had a, we were supposed to have a crazy schedule the COVID year. I think we were supposed to open with like Baylor. Oregon State, Florida State, which was some of our like three of our first four weekends or our first three weekends or something like that. So not good for the but then COVID, COVID ruined that. I was looking forward to it, man. I, I remember our hitting coach came up to me, Coach Slope. He came up and said, uh, at practice one day, he was he's kind of the one in charge of making the schedule, and he came up to a group of pitchers that were just kind of chilling, washing pens or whatever, and he's going through the schedule for the next year and we were just kind of looking like damn we got we're gonna have our work cut out for us he's like, yeah, man, you want to you, you go get paid go pitch your ass off yeah that's like hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. <laughs> that's insane. I mean, that's just throwing your ass in the fire, like not even mid-season yeah. form, like just straight off the bat. Like, mm-hmm. holy shit. That's good. I mean, yeah. yeah, good for your coach for just putting your balls on the table there. I respect the hell out of that. <laughs> but, dude, so – you 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 obviously played last year in the minors a little bit. You had a little bit of a stint, I believe. You had a mm-hmm. yeah two six five ERA. Is that good? You tell me. Whatever is that good? Uh, <laughs> you played in Low A. So uh, I mean, what was your what what's your experience been like so far in the minors? Because I mean, we're talking the absolute trenches. The I mean, yeah, I know what team you played for. I know yeah, what team yeah. you played for. I've seen the logo. It's kind oh, of fire. Yeah. The logo is fire. We'll oh, say yeah. that. The logo's uh-huh. sick. But I mean, you're just. It must have just been a nightmare feel like just living conditions. But, I mean, I don't, yeah. it was the field nice. So, like, what's going on there? Dude, yeah. So we had we actually just went through a whole new rebranding. That was the first season of the the new age Canapolis Cannonballers. Yeah. So that all yeah. the logos you're seeing and stuff, that's first year. Um, <laughs> but we we had a new stadium too, which is actually pretty nice. So the field, the field and the you know, whatever you want to call it, equipment, gear, uniforms, all that stuff is great. I fortunately got there towards the end of the year when we were playing a little bit better baseball, but I, I think that either like the game, I came to Canapolis from like when I got reinstated and whatever got yeah. built up the throw and we were on a 15 game losing streak. So Whoa. it was a, uh, it was a tough <laughs> year up to that point, I guess. And then some of the draft guys from this year uh, got there and some of the other guys from earlier in the season, started playing a little bit better. We turned things around. I think we played around 500 ball towards the end of the year. when Everybody get up there, but yeah, it was, uh, it was ugly for a little bit for them. And then the way, the way Canapolis is set up, it's really just like the stadium. And then we had a little downtown area with some restaurants, shops, stuff like that. The apartment complex we lived at. And then that was really it. Like there were no, I would, the day I left Canapolis and went to go back to back home. I had to call a cab to the airport because there are no Ubers. Like it's kind of it's one of those things where it's you're you're the kind of in the middle of nowhere. And then we had, I mean, granted, this is only for a couple, like three, four weeks or so. Yeah. Um, but we lived, which was nice. We lived in an apartment complex right, it was basically in right field of the stadium, like you know, 
500 foot walk to the clubhouse from the apartment, which was wonderful. And then we had kind of a normal apartment set, like two bedroom apartment. So we had, you walk in, there's like the kitchen, the kind of living room area. It was yeah. unfurnished though. So you had like the kitchen, the living room area. And we had five, four or five people that lived in it. So it was Jeez. me and my buddy, Jason Gonzalez, uh, who was drafted with me with the Vandy. And then our, we had a relief pitcher, Zach Cable in the living room on a blow. We were all on blow up mattresses also. So me and Jason shared a little bedroom and a closet, air mattresses like stacked right next to each other. The living room basically just had a lawn chair and then Zach's <laughs> uh, air mattress in it with his like suitcase and clothes oh and stuff. And then God. we had the kid who had lived there, Chase Krogan had lived there the whole year. He was in Canapolis the whole summer. So he'd lived in the other room on the floor on a mattress with no like- That's just guys being <laughs> so, I mean. It was like it was a little, a little much first year. I mean, the rumors of you hear of the living conditions are definitely yeah. true. So I'm glad. I'm glad they're taking care of us this this year with that. And one thing that's so impressive to me is like, so you obviously start off in rookie ball. You go three mm-hmm. innings, one hit, five punches. They're like, all right, we've seen enough of you. Get the fuck yeah. out of here. And you just yeah. start, they just send you to Canopolis <laughs> right after. But dude, yeah. rookie ball is like you're pretty much living in poverty and rookie. Like I see like, especially in some of these leagues, like, like Mm -hmm. the Florida Gulf coast league. I don't know if that's rookie. I think it is though. I think the Florida Gulf Mm -hmm. coast. Yeah. Yeah. I think it. Yeah. Um, like you're literally, it's, you're playing on backfields. I believe I could be wrong on that. Like some of the teams are playing on some games. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're also like, you're pretty much at the, like the bottom of the barrel. Like you're playing against like 13 mm-hmm. year old Dominican kids that are just <laughs> yeah, nasty yeah. at baseball. But what was like one thing? Cause obviously, like I said, it was very short lived. You played in the minors, obviously mm-hmm. you just went right after the draft, but what was yeah. one of like the biggest differences you noticed? Was it like missing spots? If you miss a spot, it's going to get hit. Cause obviously it's, you're still mm-hmm. like at those levels where there's a lot of kinks and mistakes that people make, but yeah. what was one of the biggest differences? I feel like, Honestly, I think two things stuck out. One was the strike zone. Once I got – I thought from college to rookie ball, it was very similar. But then once you got to low A, it tightened up on the corners. Yeah. Um, so that was one thing. Like throwing pitches more so like oh two pitches or one-two pitches, like you're trying to kind of black out a pitch. And, like, there, there are a lot of times this year where I threw even oo like any count, honestly. Like I'll throw a pitch and, you know, whether I meant to or not, it, I'll, like, black it out basically and – they'll ball it. And I'm like, damn, I did exactly what I wanted to do on that pitch. And he's called the ball. So I think, I think that was, that was the one big difference going from, I guess, like rookie to low A, that difference a little bit. And I heard as you keep going up, it only gets tighter. So that's a looking forward to that. But, that's a um, and, then, and then dude, and then, in AAA, they have robot arms. So good luck. Yeah, bro. I did see that. Yeah. And then I think the, the next biggest difference is just everybody has tools. Like everybody's, you know, whether guys are, you know, still have swing and miss or still have a bad approach or whatever, like everybody has the tools to be, you know, like you'll see pitchers, everybody's throwing hard, everybody has a good breaking ball. You know, it's just whether or not they can pitch or they can land it, stuff like that. So, I mean, I think the tools are there for everybody. It's more just about who figures it out, who kind of makes their way through the gauntlet. Because, you know, you go in college and you'll see some guys that, are you know they're coming out of the bullpen for like a team like Delaware on a Wednesday and they're like 80 84 with a shitty change up like that's like that doesn't happen in, in yeah. football I think you that's you see off. the biggest yeah yes so I mean I think you, you can still get away with I know I was at the lowest level of the professional baseball but I thought that in rookie ball and even in low a a little bit you know you can get away with mistakes and just attacking guys middle middle and as I continued to pitch I started to get more comfortable just being able to trust my stuff and throwing stuff in the zone and just let my stuff play and I'm reading your and I just have an absolute fascination with uh scouts <laughs> writing uh, uh-huh. bi- writing bios for players like this scout that wrote your bio was just unbelievably horny when he wrote it <laughs> I believe uh Burke can flash a well above <laughs> above average fastball this is my favorite part that reaches 98 miles per hour with quality riding life like what the fuck does that even mean? Like what does quality <laughs> riding life mean? You want me, you want me to get into the, the numbers of it, the analytics of it? I don't even know what that means. Like so, is that just spin rate? Like what what does quality yeah, riding life mean? 
it's basically like I spin the body to have a high spin fastball and it's at a north south axis. So I get a lot of carry on it. So like the fastballs you see that guys swing and the fastball stays over. That's what I do with my fastball, I guess. Okay, so what I'm going to do is now is when I like obviously <laughs> friends of the show, if like for instance, like if Tyler Matzik goes like three innings, three punchies, I'm going to say, I'm going to quote tweet the video of him getting his third punch. And I'm going to do quality riding life. Like I'm just going to start just using that. Riding life. Yeah. <laughs> riding life. Shit is riding. <laughs> Shit is riding. That, what a, it just, about... I don't understand, man. Like some of these scouts and like I was, I read, I read a tweet one time. Uh, they were talking about Julio Rodriguez, I believe, or like a Mariner scout. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, yeah. Um, our Mariners and the guy was talking about his frame and he was just unbelievably horny. Like he was like, yeah, talking. Yeah. He's like beautiful frame. Um, you say like very good size, lots calves. of length, it's like, like that. Yeah, it's like, dude, what are we doing? Like this kid's like seventeen, and yeah, we're talking bro, yeah. about that shit. It's crazy to me. Yeah. But they did you dirty because I'm gonna actually do justice for Sean. They said you're six foot six. There's no shot. You're a little bit taller than that. Come on, let's let's let's, let's I don't be know. real here. I don't know. I, I need to get – I'll see the spring training when I go get my physical. I think I'm 6'6". Six, six. Really? I, let's let's yeah. try to sell for 6'7". Because when I see 6'6", six, like six, <laughs> and I could be – like, this is just my dumb – maybe like, my dumb brain looking at this. When I see 6'6", six, mm-hmm. six, I'm like, all right, that's kind of, like, average, whatever. This is coming from, like, yeah. a five-foot nine guy. But when I see 6'6", six, <laughs> six, six, I'm like, all right, that's, like, kind of average. But you throw that yeah. 7 beside the 6, that's it, different. it makes yeah, a world different. of a difference. So maybe we're, like yes. – I don't know if there's, like uh, – not heels, but something you just, like, put in your shoe, maybe insoles. And mm-hmm. if you get yeah, six, souls, seven yeah. there, if you get six, seven there, it's just, it's game over. Like yeah, if I see six, like, seven, it's nightmare. That's like, you're tall. Like six, seven's like, wow, you're, yeah. you're not a normal human height. Yes. That's, I think that's the threshold of where that line starts. Six, seven is when you get like taxi drivers, not knowing if you're like a baseball player or, yeah. a, or a basketball player. They start player, thinking like, yeah. you're a celebrity. Yeah, you're exactly. Yeah. That's, yeah. and yeah, for, <laughs> that's, that's the thing with you. So, and obviously you're, like I said, you're tall, you're a dual sport athlete, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Can you maybe at one point release like a hoop mixtape from you, like from high school, just to get the, get the White Sox fans going a little bit? Yeah, I got some. I got some basketball highlights I can show you. I got a. Going. I got a couple dunks in my day. Yeah, I. I got some hoops I can show you. And obviously, and I noticed this first because Amir Garrett, who's a another, like obviously I'm just name dropping again, friend yeah. of the show. He, he's disgusting at basketball. Whenever a new and uh, a media outlet wants to get uh, clicks on their social media page, they'll just uh, tweet a picture of Amir's basketball highlight tape. Playing basketball, yeah. But that guy's <laughs> like his high school, like his. I think he was like top 100 in the country. But <laughs> I mean, obviously, yeah. it's two different extremes. Where did he go to college? St. John's. He played basketball there. So it's a great story, too, right? Okay, yeah. So he played basketball at St. John's. He didn't even play baseball there. I don't think. Oh, and, he didn't play baseball. Yeah, he signed at a high school for a million dollars, right, with the Reds. Uh, and they said to him, all right, go play basketball for a year, whatever. Go like go to St. John's yeah. and play basketball. So he had a million in the bank and was playing basketball at that's the most baller story I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Like, all right, just go to, go fucking go play basketball, like whatever. So that <laughs> that that's a power move in that and that right. But did so when you get drafted mm-hmm. by the White Sox though. Obviously, having ties to like Burger and like in your agency and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Did Burger kind of help you out and like tell you like what level you're going to be staying in shitty conditions and what level there's going to be like good <laughs> sick shit and all that stuff? We uh, so I did. I hadn't met him or talked to him during the season until this off season when I came down here. Um, but so we've talked down here a couple of times. We're pretty fortunate that I guess none of the living situations from. Canapolis, sort from Winston Salem up are too bad because I mean we're in Winston Salem, which is you know like a bigger city, college town. Like yeah. there's lots of apartments, nicer places, and then Double A is Birmingham, so that's another that's you know, sick. bigger city where there's some apartment. I don't know if the players live in it or not, but there's some apartments behind the field, uh, like in the outfield with some pools and stuff, and then Charlotte's Triple A. So I mean. Burger said he loved Charlotte. So I'm, Charlotte I'm looks sick. To, Charlotte's like a big league yeah. stadium, bro. Like, yeah. I think, yeah, Charlotte's yeah. unreal, dude. Like, I mm-hmm. Charlotte's probably like, I think, number one minor league besides Durham. I heard Durham's obviously yeah. like Durham's nasty mm-hmm. too. But um, yeah, no, I, Charlotte's definitely, I mean, the White Sox, you get lucky. But once you get into like, no disrespect to the Oakland Athletics, but their living mm-hmm. conditions are borderline like poverty. Like, it's, it's crazy <laughs> some of these facilities I've seen. I don't know how like some of these guys do it. I think it's getting better, but. And maybe you can explain this to me. So obviously now with the minor leaguers getting paid for housing and stuff like that, yeah. I heard that it's 
you have to pick a place under a certain price point. Obviously, that makes sense. But mm-hmm. yeah. what, what what have you heard from? Like, what what's the prerequisites for like finding a place for yourself, or do they put you in a place? So, <laughs> I'm not the best guy to ask about logistics. But what I've heard so far is that they're we don't have to sign any leases or deal with anything. I think they provide the oh, okay. housing for us, or at least provide housing options for us. And then we get to pick out of whatever the options are is okay. from my understanding what, what we got going on this year, which is nice. Cause I mean, obviously you don't want to be in a situation like I was in last summer where you're sharing a room with a bunch of people and yeah. sleeping on an air mattress. So, uh, but I don't know. Well, I guess we'll see kind of in this first year, how everything goes. Cause I, I, I'm not sure. I we got like one email about it maybe. And then it didn't oh, okay. really, it basically just explained like the, affiliates affiliates will be required to provide housing for you basically just like explaining all the kind of details about it. so we didn't sense. really get any layman's terms what's actually going to happen with it did they tell you where they think you're going to be this year obviously because you're you're like an older guy i mean you're not an older mm-hmm. guy you're 99 but obviously yeah. like they could get away College with like guy, yeah. they, they could get away with throwing you in like double a to start the year or like mm-hmm. or high a or uh, high a, i yeah. guess too but i guess maybe start in high a go to double a like what what what, yeah. like, what would you say the highest chances I think uh, from what I've been told and what I've been hearing, I think that I'm going to start in high A. So I think they're going to put me there, and then it's just up to me at that point. You know, the White Sox are pretty good with pushing guys through. You know, you see a lot of guys get up through the system quickly. Vaughn and Crochet both made it in basically a year. Or Crochet didn't even play minor league baseball, but I think Vaughn basically made it in a year, year and a half. So, you know, they're not afraid to push their their guys if they're doing well. So I feel like I'm in a good situation with that. Have you seen Cespedes' brother? Holy shit, dude. I have not seen him, no. No. I'm looking forward to it, though. He's, he's a stud, too, I heard, right? Oh, my God. This kid is. I mean, I don't know if he's actually that <laughs> age, but holy shit, dude. Like, I think he's he? I think he's the number two prospect for you guys. I could be wrong on that. Let me see how old he is. Um, It's Yolecki, I think. It's, he's my age, yeah, 97. Yolecki. He's a 97. Okay. So, yeah, he's born 1997. Yeah, his arm is a 70. They rank his arm. So I'm not even going to read this. Probably just a shit ton of horny stuff going on here in this bio. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, dude, like, who, who's a couple other kids? Like, have you met that, like, Colson Montgomery kid? Who's like, Yeah, um, yeah. Colson's, Colson's with our agency, too. He's with the Bledsoe's. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, he's now. So I mean, I'm, he's I'm number actually, one. I'm, yeah, I'm good friends with him. He's a stud, too. He's a good kid. Dude, he's so young, bro. He's fucking yeah, he is too, young. He's an O2. Like, like, see, this is this is where I'm <laughs> this is where I'm at with this podcast. Like, I can't when I started this out like two years ago, I was around like younger uh-huh. than or the same age as the majority of these guys, but like yeah, what the, like what do I say to a 2002 kid? Like, there's no shot I could have <laughs> this kid on the pod, right? Yeah. I mean, he's no, a, I he's mean, five years younger than me. He's uh he's a pretty mature kid, actually, for his for his age. He he's big too. He does he doesn't look like he's 19. Or twenty, however old he is now, but um, yeah, he's. He, I'm good friends with him. I think I'm living with him for spring training. So, yeah, yeah he's, a, he's a cool dude. I was gonna tell you to like tell him like come on the pod, but like I don't know like what to talk <laughs> about with that kid. Like he's probably just <laughs> ripping his iPad, dude. He, I'll text him. I'll text him. And get it he on. He is. He's massive. down here too in Nashville right now. Yeah, he's, he's six, six four or so. Uh-huh. holy shit dude he's an oh i mean this is just check the birth certificate this kid's disgusting like <laughs> is he ripping around and obviously when you see these first round kids uh mm-hmm. you're like you're new with it is he ripping around on a beamer ben's like what's going on with this guy he signed for a shit nah, ton. He's got talk a, about uh, his money, but yeah he signed for a yeah. shit ton. he's got a he's got a camry right now he's got the same car he's been driving since high school <laughs> he, he's waiting to uh we only got a hundred thousand dollars the first year around and we have to wait till the this i think july 1st this year we get like half of the rest of it yeah so he's gonna wait till i think he was, he's gonna afford bronco like the new sick. bronco so i think he's gonna he was waiting till this next july to get his new car what are you gonna get but yeah i bought a car this fall i bought a i bought a bmw x6 uh, that'll play so, <laughs> that'll play i've been, I've been <laughs> I've been loving it. That it's show, nice. dude. I like it a lot. Like, yeah. are you like splurging? Be I don't know if you're a golf guy. Like, are you ripping around with like with tailor made stealth, Scotty no, Cameron Potters? Guy, but I I want to get into golf because I know, especially if I'm living down here. I mean, you have to. I'll be training in the morning, and then it's like 
you know, you're done by one, two o'clock. It's like, there's nothing else to do. Go play some golf. I'm, I'm terrible though. I gotta get better. I gotta, yeah. get, I gotta get a lot better. You're actually probably not, a, not as bad. Like you're probably close to burger on, on the golf. I mean, he shoots like, How is, he? is he good? I don't know. Okay, like, I was I'm supposed probably... to, I was actually supposed to come and visit your agency in January, but with the COVID stuff in Canada, I was like, I'm not flying and then doing like 18 different tests to come Getting back home stuck. and stuff like yeah. that. I was supposed to golf with like burger, Adam Frazier. I don't, like, I don't think Frazier's in your, in your agency, but he was also mm-hmm. down there when I was, when, uh, when yeah. I was supposed to be down there. But yeah, dude, you got to get into golf. Obviously Nashville is like the yeah. sickest golf courses too. Like oh, you can't yeah. be left alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, they got uh, where the area I'm in, they got like the governor's club, Brentwood country club, all right in that area. So I think the, the Bledsoe's have a membership at like the agency has a membership at the Brentwood country club. So I think that all the guys in the agency can use that and go golf oh my God, there too, dude. which is nice. Holy yeah, shit. so I, I this this summer I think that I'm gonna take my I only have my own club so I might I'm first gonna have to buy a set of clubs yeah. and then throughout the season I'm gonna wake up and that you know we get to the field around one or two or so so that you know three hours four hours we have in the morning between when we wake up eat and then go to the field I'm gonna take some time every morning that's gonna be my summer goal and, and work on my golf game that's what everyone does though like I'll, like that's mm-hmm. what i noticed with the minor league guys like they don't really have anything to do like especially because you guys have monday off days right so i yeah a lot of the guys are golfing so where is the high where is the a team you said uh the the, the high where you think is in salem where how, how far is that for me like how like is that close to canada like where is that um it's in north carolina so it's oh, probably that's not even close to me. yeah the dream's over i'm not 14 gonna come visit hours you. from toronto the yeah. dream's over i'm not coming to visit you like that, okay. that that's done but yeah okay i thought it was close but north carolina is another yeah, sick, another yeah, sick place. Far. holy shit yeah i like carolina so what do you do i mean what do you do like to are you like a cod guy like what are you ripping around in right now like are you playing games Yeah, i've been playing i play Fortnite a lot i'll play Dude, I'm a big YouTube guy. I watch a lot of YouTube. I play Fortnite. I'll do – I play basketball a lot, too. Just, like, when I'm bored, I'll go shoot around. I like to – you know, I feel like that kind of just, like, calms me, lets me relax, focus on something else, and just chill, shoot hoops. I still do that. Like, I would do that so much, even the growing up in the winter. Even when it's, like, 10 degrees, I'd go out my driveway and get shots up to, like, 45 minutes. I mean, yeah. that's something I'll do, that's I think, for a while. Yeah, that's the mass hole in you. But yeah, uh, man. So yeah, I mean, okay. So you're just you're 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 just obviously you're a YouTube guy. So I guess you're just watching. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Maybe start watching some golf videos. Start implementing that in your thing. I do a little bit. I have been. I've been watching some, like basically just tour highlights of like sick Tiger shots on the green. Yeah, Tiger shots. <laughs> I'm a big Phil guy. Phil Mickelson's my guy. Yeah, I love Phil. That's incredible. So it's so the last thing uh, I want to talk about here with you. Cause obviously you're a guy that throws fucking fuzz. I top out at ninety eight. <laughs> When's a hundred uh, coming? Like, uh, is a hundred coming? It's coming this year. Coming have this you year. come close to it? Like, are we talking like ninety nine yeah. eight? Yeah. So I mean, apparently this past year we were playing Nebraska, and Nebraska was the hardest I was throwing all year. And the next game, so I threw on Friday. Apparently on Saturday, one of their players came up to one of our pitchers and BP. And said that I hit 100 on their track, man, but we never saw the date on it, so I'm not counting that. And the legit <laughs> verified 100 will be coming this year. I've been feeling good. I made some adjustments this this offseason, some mechanical stuff, get my hips working right. So it's coming this year. That's just so you mark You mark my words. You can clip this and post this. I'll when clip it. it. Uh, well, so we're going to get conf- – yeah. Okay. And it's going to – we'll be posting this on Twitter. But I won't clip it. Like, I won't post this on Twitter until I see – like, once you get the video, you're yeah. hitting 100. I'm going to clip that mm-hmm. and then put the you hitting 100 and that 100 in the bottom right. And then I'm just going to do yes. a, a Photoshop picture of you over Wilt Chamberlain with the 100. Uh, <laughs> the 100 sign. sign. Yeah. And it's going to be you. Yeah. So that's what we're going to do. Well, you have my word that on that. That's good. So anyway, I mean, obviously, we're. I mean, you, you got, you're going to be in Double A this year. I'm not really worried about that. You carved last mm-hmm. year, but it last. This is the last thing. What have you worked on in your game? Obviously, is it like, like I said, I, I don't really look at the stat. Like, I don't look at like your analytics and shit like that. But is there, yeah. is there something specifically you've been working on? Yeah, I think kind of the biggest things this offseason I've been working on are throwing three things really. So command, just being able to be in the zone more with everything. That was kind of first and for, uh, foremost. My changeup, just kind of get more comfortable with that, throwing that more, understanding how it needs to feel off my finger, stuff like that. Just getting more reps on it, honestly. Because uh, it was a pitch I didn't throw a ton in college just because I didn't really need a changeup to – like it was my fourth pitch pitch, so I wasn't yeah. really going to throw it a ton. Um, so I'm, I'm actually really comfortable. I'm really happy how that's been going this offseason. So 
And then the last thing was throwing my slider a little bit harder. It was like 84, I think, on average this year. So I'm trying to get it to more of like that same shape, basically at 87, 88 would be the goal. And I've been able to – I have a weird thing where I can't throw – like I'll let it eat max grunt fastball and it'll be like 93 in a bullpen. Like I can't – I cannot throw hard in bullpens. And so my slider in bullpens has been like 83, 84, which I'm happy yeah. about because if I'm – throwing you know low 90s or fastballs and then you project that out another two three four miles an hour um it's sitting right in the mid to upper 80s which is right where i want it so okay are, are you ripping mm-hmm. smelling salts is that like the difference you're doing like before games and <laughs> shit like how, how is there a no. five mile an hour difference how does that make sense dude i i don't know it must be good <laughs> mindset because i like there was this past summer actually so the guy i throw with at home um hops catching john to ruin he, we went to his, his facility in Rhode Island, um, or hit the facility he coaches out of in, I think like early July, I think it was around July 4th. And I wanted to go in, I was throwing a bullpen. I was like, one of those things where I'm just going to go in and try to throw hundred miles an hour and just like throw every single ball as hard as I can get the track mandate and like throw a video on Twitter yeah. and I get like a little last minute draft stock boost of me throwing yeah. a bullpen. So I'm, I'm going in there. I'm like, okay, like this is like, I'm just going to be letting everything eat. So I warm up, play catch like normal. He turns like the radar gun screen on behind the net we're throwing into. And obviously like I'm still, I'm working my way like back, what would be back in on long toss. So I'm starting my pull down. So, you know, I throw the first one and I think I threw like two or three before he turned the gun on. So the first couple I'm like thinking, okay, these are probably like, you know, 85, 86 or so, like just kind of easing into it. Yeah. I throw one more at like the guns on. I throw one more at like 87. And then I'm like, okay, like now I'm gonna start like kind of ramping these off, like getting my pull downs, trying to get these into like the mid 90s, upper 90s. So I throw the first one, like one that I'm like, okay, I'm getting after this one, 87. Next Jesus. one I throw 87. Next one I throw 88. And I just look at him like, dude, am I actually throwing 88 miles an hour right now? Like, like pull downs. <laughs> and he's like, I don't know. Like, let's just forget about it and see what the track man said. So I get up and like, what I just can't. And I feel like I'm throwing hard at this point too. Yeah. So, I get on the track, man. First fastball is like 88. I'm like, okay, I guess this isn't happening today then. And just the just to work on it. I'm like, this is and then I thought, like, damn, like, is there something wrong with me where I'm throwing 88 miles an hour and like max separate 88s? And then that next week I went through a bullpen outside and I was like 92, 94 in a bullpen outside. That's so I just mind. I don't know what happened that day. That it is, was also it was like a Saturday at five o'clock. Like it was a weird, it was a weird vibe to the bullpen. But yeah. I, I just I buried it. I forgot about it. Yeah, it's that's just my memory. That, that's <laughs> one you just put in the back. Like that, you just we just don't yeah. talk about that. But you just uh, chalk it up. Not my day that day. You just hate this. <laughs> you really do. But anyways, man, it was a pleasure to have you on. Six foot seven, yeah. two hundred thirty yeah. pounds. For those wondering at home, the the White Sox fans wondering at home. And also, Maryland baseball, like, this is your last warning. Figure it out. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm not going to threaten you guys, but when you have the support of the podcast, you pretty much have my heart and soul. I stand up for my guys on Twitter like I will for Sean now, but that's what we do. <laughs> but anyways, man, it was a pleasure to have you on. Another guy, another notch off the belt in, in uh, Bledsoe Agency. I might as well just mm-hmm. be the media guy for the Bledsoe. Whole agency, yeah. And maybe, he should yeah. maybe just hire me. Bledsoe Agency, like, hire me here. Like, let's – let's. I'll move down <laughs> to Nashville. I'll clean. I'll do whatever they need for me. But the agency yeah, no, is all day. I'm going to put that in my mm-hmm. bio, Bled, Bledsoe Agency. Just, like, kind of, like, work my way into it. <laughs> That's funny. Thank you for hopping on, brother. I appreciate this, man. No this, problem. This is fun. No problem. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to Officially Unofficial. Make sure you guys subscribe and leave a review on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Pod and on Instagram at Officially Unofficial Pod. Thank you. Thank you.